Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on the Faith FM network, 87.6, 87.8, 88, maybe on the internet, maybe, I don't know what device you're using, but you are hearing my voice and praise God because it is a beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm looking out the window here. Now that uh, Daylight Savings is finished up, it's so bright when I leave home and I have sitting across from me the wonderful Danuta. Danuta, how are you doing this morning? I'm great, Lawson, and it's great to have you back. I, uh, you're obviously <laughs> a whole lot better. That's fantastic. Absolutely. I feel a lot better. I Hopefully, I, I, I look better. I was, man. So, essentially, I had an amazing weekend. Like, so incredible. I had a great time at church. I got to, oh, I was going here, there, and everywhere. Oh, that's probably what knocked you down, hey? Uh, I Just really. Just too busy, running everywhere. So I was at uh, <laughs> Toronto Church sharing a mission focus with, hey. with them, and then right. I went down to Avondale uh, church just after to yeah. do a special item at the end of the service. And then I hosted some people for lunch afterwards on, on Saturday. And I was like, this is really, really epic. And then that night we set up for my friend's wedding, which was the next day. And I started feeling like dizzy and I was like, Oh man, what's wrong with me? And then by the time I got home, it was like 11 PM. I'd done my temperature and I was running in the high 38s. I'm like, oh, wow. this is this is a problem. Is it COVID? Is it COVID? <laughs> is is there there's something obviously wrong with me? I slept on it. Woke up the next day. Did did a bunch of rat tests. Took a bunch of medication. Told the wedding people, hey, this is where I'm at. They're like, okay, it's cool. You can come if you feel good enough. So I went to the wedding and I was the MC and I I went hard. But yeah, by the end, I was like walking up my stairs into my bedroom like. And I got in bed and I'm like, I am done. I, wow. It is, it is over. I can't speak. I've got no voice. I've got no energy. I've got, I've got nothing left. And so the last couple of days, just, yeah, coughing, feverish, you know, sweating, all those things. But finally, all coming up the good. So God is good. That's fabulous. I feel good. And I am so grateful to have you in as well. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning on a beautiful Wednesday morning. And I've got Danuta sitting across from me. Danuta, what are you grateful for this morning? We're in the good news section. What's some good news from your life? Oh, look, I'm grateful for family. I've just recently been down in Adelaide. I mentioned, Mm. I think, to listeners yesterday, I'm an Adelaide girl. And most of my family's my my side of the family, because I've got family from my husband's side up Mm -hmm. this way. Um, But family down in Adelaide as well. And I'm just catching up with them recently. I'm just grateful for family and connection. Um, Yeah, just to be surrounded by loved ones and be in a safe space sometimes when you need that. Yeah, absolutely. And Adelaide is such a beautiful place. Oh, isn't it? I've been down there a couple of times. And, uh, you know, I've actually, I've been to Mount Gambia a lot, like that area. So seen the Blue Lake and whatnot, but I've been down to Adelaide as well, been up in the hills. It's uh, it's such a nice spot. It's a beautiful city. Mm. And since I left there like about 20 years ago and go back, you know, quite regularly, but I've just seen the city just be, you know, um, getting a really great facelift. It's just yeah, beautiful absolutely. in the centre of the city, especially. Mm. Oh, it's Newcastle vibes as well. Like in that in that sense that yeah. well, Newcastle. I'm a I'm a Novocastrian. I'm a big time Newcastle fan. I love this city, and uh, it's well. 
up until about 20 years ago, it was purely an industry town, but now we're seeing the facelift of it. Isn't it, it beautiful? And, and yeah. turning it into a metropolitan city, and the skyline is no longer a yellow haze, which yeah. is which for a long time it was because they used to like process steel and stuff here. But hey, praise God, we Adelaide, Newcastle, beautiful spots, beautiful cities. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we're going to have our first clue for the quiz. So here we go. According to the word of the Lord, I told Hezekiah that the Lord would defend Jerusalem against the king of Assyria, Sennacherib. Now, additional clue, I'm currently, because this is a, this is a whom I, I'm currently reading about this person in my devotions. So mm, if, same, if, same, just last week. If, yeah. if you, if, like the person who who is the answer to this. So if if you somehow manage to be in my room at like five a.m. when I'm reading the Bible and know what I'm reading, then you would know the answer. Um, if you know the answer because of that, please leave me alone. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And of course, our amazing prizes for this week are the Revive Cafe Cookbook One and Two. We want to give both of them to you absolutely for free. But again, that clue was according to the word of the Lord. I told Hezekiah that the Lord would defend Jerusalem against the king of of Assyria, Sennacherib. So who told Hezekiah that the Lord would defend Jerusalem? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669, and you'll pick up 500 points for the draw on Friday. So we... Oh, Thursday. That's what I'm saying, because Friday... Friday is a public holiday with yeah. Easter. So it finishes on Thursday. So... Mm. You know what, Tomorrow. Guys. Tomorrow is a week. Guys, Thursday. you know what that means? Less chances to get in the quiz. So your time is now. Your time is absolutely now. 0491-064-669. All right. I have some positively different news. One of my favorite things to talk about in positively different news. I've got one that's more controversial, but I want to start off with something cool. I love talking about animals and animal discoveries, animal conservation, everything to do with animals, even, you know, potentially how different, uh, even though I'm like, I'm like a health kind of plant based person, but then uh, there is, you know, some different properties and, and, things that come from animals that are, that are great. And we've talked about a bunch of different stories here on Faith FM about animals. I, I, I think I, I, I devote at least one day of good news to things happening in the animal space because I just oh, that's love great. Yeah, talking I think about, most people love animals, don't I they? love talking about mm. animals. Um, but, so, uh, in, in particular, I love animal discoveries. And the deepest ever fish caught on camera has just been photographed at 8 thousand meters below True. sea level wow eight thousand right. how did they do that eight thousand three hundred and thirty six so they had a camera within a like this pressurized chamber uh that was able to go all the way down there and take some photos and they took a photo of a fish which they are calling the snailfish and now if you lived in an environment and in a context in which there's no light and no one could see you. Let's and let's if you know if I reflect this on myself. If I, if no one could see me, there was no light, uh, and and you know I had interaction with other people, but uh, there was there was just no visual aspect to it whatsoever. You probably wouldn't focus necessarily on the way you look, right? Mm. 
Well, uh, the this snailfish has taken the exact same approach because this is easily one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. True. This, Tell, t- give us a description of so it. I'm so I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, wow. So awesome. It's, it's, That's like really different. I won't even place that as a fish. Its skin is transparent because, again, there's no light. So, that you know, skin pigmentation is often... T- protect against uv rays and whatnot but uh it's got no pigmentation in its skin because there's no light there's there's, there's nothing down there and this thing it, it it it's called a snailfish it doesn't have like the the big kind of beady eyes it's got these like well it's got beady eyes but they're little and sunk in it kind of looks like a a, a catfish that has yeah completely transparent and clear skin and again, they've they've just discovered this fish. They've just photographed it at the lowest point ever. And and the photo that they took of it, like the photo I just showed you now is when they got it up to the boat. Um but the 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 photo that they took of it is like right at the sea floor. True. So you can see it's like sand and, and whatnot down there. And I I just love the story because we we are endeavoring to understand and know so much about space and yes. what's going on there. Yep. And we're spending so much money getting out there. Yet there is so much land on this earth of which we do not know anything about because oh. it's obscured by water and it costs a lot less money to go deep rather than to go up. So I love discoveries like this and I, I just want to see them find more stuff. I just want to see them fight. Like, like let's let's find some giant squids. Let's let's you know. Well, when you showed me that one, I thought it almost looked like a little bit of a squid. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. it's got this. It's got this white. It's got is it pale pink on the side? Yeah, yeah. And it's got almost like this slimy kind of look on it, hasn't it? Really, yeah. like you. And it doesn't have fins. That's no. the other thing. It's just kind of. It's just this like weird. Well. Yes. Sluggish serp. It's like a it's like a slug mixed with a serpent that's pale. It's like the most random thing ever. But I was like, it is cute. Uh, it is a snailfish. And yeah, you guys should uh, check it out. Have a look up. Look it up if you want to see what this fish looks like. And you'll be uh, you'll be you'll be glad that uh, you can see because it can't see. So that's why it looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you'll be glad yeah, that you can want... see and that you can do yourself up. Yeah, and I wonder how they actually gave it the name snailfish. Like, like if they if it's a new discovery, mm-hmm. how and where do they decide what name is it given to it? I, I, I think in a lot of these cases it's like it looks like a snail. It's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> snailfish. So there, there you go. Hey, in, in other news, Chat GPTs. Now, we have talked a bunch about Chat GPT on the show, and we don't want to go on and on and on and on and on about it. But interestingly, recently, as, as it's been now bought by Microsoft, so you know what Chat GPT Tell is? Tell us a bit more about it. There might be some new listeners, too, that don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's essentially an AI program. It's a language model that was released in November last year that has really taken the world by storm in regards to the conversation of AI because it seemed as though you could write any prompt into this thing and it would spit it out. And when it came out, Lyle and I were for a week or two were just addicted. We'd oh, come true. in, You're both right we'd come it. in every <laughs> single morning talking about, oh, I wrote this in, oh, I wrote this in, and it would write sermons, it would write screenplays, it would write essays, it would it would do everything. Now it was bought by Microsoft and then right. commodified because it was originally made by OpenAI, which is an open source company. But then once it was bought by Microsoft. They made an upgrade version of it and they, you know, made a downgrade version, which everyone says ability to access. Um, but now Microsoft has also incorporated it into like Bing, their search engine and their, they've got future plans to incorporate it into, 
um, Microsoft Office, but it has just come out that the Italian government has decided to just straight up ban ChatGPT. Is that right? To to just what's what's their reason for that? They're they're banning of ChatGPT with immediate effect for the purpose of investigation is over privacy laws. True. So because this is a big language model, and you feed a bunch of information into it, and I guess from Italy's perspective, they're like. It is so good at writing and responding and it has all this information that, you know, I, I think from Italy's perspective, it's like maybe they've fed it too much stuff. You know, maybe they've like Microsoft being a company that has access to lots of personal information mm-hmm. have fed it all of this information that now the ac- the public has access to. Right. Like a database that the public now has access to. Right. So they're going to investigate it. And uh, yeah, if it stays banned in Italy, well, then we'll see if that is a trend. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we have another clue for the quiz. Who am I? I am the son of Amos and Sheer Jashub is my son. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this person, they are the son of Amos and then they have a son named Sheer Jashub. They, they, so we're seeing a lineage here. Grandfather, mm. father, son. That's Amos, a really hard one to father, pronounce that one too. Sheer Jashub, mm. son. We've got this person in the middle. If you know who this is, 0491-064-669. Yeah, it seems as though like the Hebrew names, you've got like, oh, Moses, Amos, <laughs> David, Mashallah Hashbaz, you know, ma- Masha Hala Hashbaz, you oh, know, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like Mephibosheth, like, yeah. you know, uh, the, the question is why. And uh, I, I wonder if, I wonder if there was like names back then that were just like people saw as strange or weird, particularly if you look at some of the meanings of their names and it's like, wow, that's terrible. Yeah, Why would so, you name your kids? Yeah, there? there's some, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many out there as well. <laughs> Absolutely. But hey, if you know the answer to that, 0491-064-669, you get a little bit of a step down in points, 400 points as we're making our way through the quiz. But again, our prizes for this week are the amazing Revive Cafe cookbooks one and two, which will be drawn tomorrow. And so, they are fabulous, Lawson. Like I've had them for years. Mm-hmm. Like I said yesterday too, had them for years and I do a lot of cooking from them and I've given them away for presents um, Absolutely. And, and so they are a good present as well like mm. if you know you're not wanting them but um, yeah and there's so many more of them that that um, Jeremy had we actually interviewed him yesterday oh, and yeah. um, he's just put out a new breakfast book and he was mm-hmm. sharing with us with about that so yeah just great stuff in there yeah well both of these books I'm looking at them now they like number one has 75 recipes number two has 81 recipes you just you have the wealth of Dubai in recipes mm. if you win this book, and you will be one a hundred. Dude, you could eat. You could eat one meal. I guess it's it. It would be because if it was seventy five plus eighty one. Oh, let's do some mathematics. It's around. <laughs> it's around one hundred and fifty. A, a little yeah, over one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, if you tried making all of them, one hundred and sixty. So you would be hard pressed to eat more. Eat something more than twice in a whole year. So, so 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. All right. What's happening in the world oh. of 
News. Breaking news. Breaking I think news. everywhere where you look, even if you look at what's the breaking news for Australia, the, the top thing that comes up, of course, is about Donald Trump, mm. um, former US president. And this is a historic thing. He's, um, he's actually been faced with criminal charges. Uh, so he's been arrested. He actually surrendered himself volunt- voluntarily in the mm. New York courthouse. Um, he supposedly paid, um, film star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. Um, to stay silent about their relationship um, and used campaign money um, apparently to to do that. Um, but also what the um, what's being said is that he um, the, there's 34 charges um, that he's pleading not guilty to, and all of them are under the seal at the moment. Um, but it's oh, also okay. regarding making business records false, you know, falsely. Um, yeah, false uh, business records that he's actually um, done and to boost the likelihood of him being elected and, and things like that. And, of course, he's a candidate now for, pre- for, for the next president at the moment too. Mm. So pretty interesting. I mean, for, firstly, there's never been a president, U.S. president or former U.S. president charged before mm-hmm. uh, criminally. But um, this has got really interesting um, things when you look at it. I mean, I'm just wondering what the likelihood of him going. What do, what do you think, Lawson? What do our listeners, I'd be, I'd be interested to know what our listeners think. Do they think that he'll be going to prison or if he doesn't go to prison, what are their thoughts and, you know, what, what what are your thoughts on this on this whole issue, Lawson? I think that there is story after story in the area of politics and fame in which someone has had somewhat of a shady background, and then because of an explosion in popularity, uh, those things have come to the surface. Uh, because the usually the shady background is involving other people, and it is hard to keep everyone. Quiet. Now, Donald Trump has been a public figure for a long time. Long but time. to become the president of the United States, mm. the scrutiny that comes with that is massive. And so it's uh, like you mentioned the, the whole like Stormy Daniel situation, which is really like when, when we see a potential situation of non-monogamy and whatnot, it's like, okay, that's, that's bad personal morality and, and whatnot. But in terms of his business practices... Of course, it's going to come under scrutiny. Oh, absolutely! Of course, hey. like as a as a as a mogul, because not only is it for for every other politician, because they have a career in politics. Mm-hmm. The thing that you're watching is is their their you know their background, who they are, and whatnot. An example of this, oh, I remember a story from a long time ago here in Australia. I'm 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 going to give as little details as possible because I can't remember it completely clearly, but there was a young candidate in a seat in, I believe it was the Queensland election, who he was a young guy, but he was actually doing quite well in the polling. Usually they put young people in seats that they're going to lose just to get money from the votes because they're like, oh, you know, he won't do well. But he was doing quite well. And then someone earthed up when he was, I believe, like 15 years old. He'd written on MySpace or something, which is like MySpace is like pre-Facebook. He had written on MySpace that he, like something about, you know, um, like pedophilia and homosexuality. It was like a derogatory joke when he was like 15 on MySpace. And that had come up in his state election campaign and had completely ruined his campaign. Like, like he... Yeah. He they he lost he yeah. he he lost and was replaced by the party and and whatnot and so it's like oh the scrutiny of someone wanting to go into a political career when he is 
like they're going to even scrutinize what you do when you're 15. Now, when you've had an entire public life as a businessman, yes, of course it's going to come under scrutiny. And Donald Trump being business people always cheat. Like that's that's just how oh, it, that, that's that's really generalizing though. There are honest sure, people out sure. there, but oh, 100%. You know, I but mean, here's the key thing though, Lawson, isn't it that really when we do something that we've try and hide Mm-hmm. Isn't it like, did you find even when you were young, like, you know, you're trying to hide things <laughs> from mom or uh, I never did that, you know, yeah. but the thing is so yeah. often we get found out and that's why yeah. in the Bible we're told to be, you know, it, it, it is about saying the truth. Mm-hmm. It is about being honest, isn't it, yeah. um, in that space. And so it'll be interesting to see what mm-hmm. happens in this space as we follow because really um, one person over another, I mean, you know, how in the courts um, – uh, they're, they're treated and, and what the outcomes are should be no different for somebody uh, in, in, in many ways for somebody that's been in a, a high position versus somebody that has not been in that kind of position. Yeah. Don't you think? So? I think it's just interesting not getting him over the 2021 stuff, the January 6th stuff, anything that happened in his presidency. It's literally he became such a well-known public figure that they went after him for his pre-presidency business actions. Yeah, yeah. And people can have a following for, for their positive Positive things, mm. but also for the negative things. So it'll Absolutely. be really interesting to see whether he has an even stronger following after this. Well, look, our other bit of news mm. is also that um, former Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz in the US is now part of Michael Todd's Transformation oh, Church. Okay. Carl actually lost his he lost his job. Um, he was made redundant from Hillsong in 2020 mm. for having an extramarital affair, and so of course that had you know challenges within his own marriage as well, and so he, he was made redundant. But in fact, he's been picked up now. He's now with the Transformation Church. Now, the Transformation Church, which is led by Pastor Michael Todd, has has made headlines for donating significant sums of money to community in different spaces. So he's actually now being part of that church. And Mm. he's saying that, you know, he's actually restored his marriage and they're working on that. But what are your thoughts on that? Lawson? I believe it was a story that we covered at the time when it happened. This was at the end of 2020. And it was pretty shocking and and controversial because Carl Lentz was the celebrity pastor. So he was the guy who was like meeting up with Justin Bieber and and playing basketball games with Drake because he was like the most popular pastor in the biggest church in New York City. And he was a multimillionaire. He was the guy... And then, you know, preaching morals and saying, oh, yeah. And again, someone who is so in the public eye in his personal life got totally done because it came out he was was having an extramarital affair. The person who he was having that marital affair with spoke up about it. Extramarital affair with spoke up about it. There was huge scrutiny. And uh, but now he has come back to the role of pastoral ministry. I... In terms of the question comes up, it's like, should should this be okay? Should mm-hmm. should this be okay? Should this be something that's okay? And and, and it, where's the space of forgiveness? Coming? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because you know, as Christians, we are to forgive one another. Um, but there's just so, such a, a, a spectrum of mm. questions that comes into this space, doesn't it? I think that it's great for him if he's had true reconciliation in his marriage. Mm. I think at, simultaneously. God gives us license to be, it's like one of the, if not the the issue in which marriages can break up over according to God's standard, Um, yet they've been able to find reconciliation. If that that reconciliation is good, then praise God. Uh, On the other side, to have him lead a congregation, 
there would there would always be you'd always be looking at that situation. There would always be scrutiny there. And uh, look, ultimately for me, we we want the best for this guy. That all being said, I've 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 never really believed in in the message or the mission of a church like Hillsong, and I, I've I've never I I I'm not a supporter of their doctrine or what they teach, and so I'm like, oh, you know, this pastor from Hillsong moving to a different church that you know is very much in that same vein, it's it's not for me anyway. I just hope that this person can seek God. Like I just hope that Carl Lentz and his family can seek God and find Him and. Just know more about him, particularly, yeah, because they're in that space. They're in the theological space. They're in the pastoral space. And, and uh, yeah, let's see God's truth and let's let's follow him in, in spirit and in truth. That That's what I'm hoping for this guy and, and for, for all of those people at that church more than anything else. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And right now we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Quote. I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. If you know who said that, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And we've got some attempted answers here. Sorry, Brayden, that is incorrect. But again, that number, 0491-064-669. Again, this person said... I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the time where we interview someone. And on the phone, as it is every Wednesday, we have none other than Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there with us? I am. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I am. I'm so glad to... I'm I'm so glad to be here with you to hear your voice. I've been out sick the last couple of days. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're better. I I am. I'm I'm doing better, and I've been because we've been talking about sleep up until this point. We have, and mm. I was taking your advice because <laughs> I wasn't taking your advice, and I got really sick, and then I started taking your advice after I had gotten sick, and and now I'm on the road to recovery. But I believe we're going to continue talking about sleep. Well, we actually, we are, but we started to also talking about left-right brain balance, mm. which, and that is crucial to sleep because if our brain, if we go to bed and our brain is out of balance, then um, we don't get a good sleep. So it's important to have that balance. And the left-right mm. brain, the first third of the brain, the neocortex, that is the conscious awareness once that stops working, then we're virtually brain dead. So mm. that third of the brain operates the whole system, which is pretty amazing. But the, the left side of the brain is actually to do with the thinking brain, the rational thinking mind, how we process things how, you know, in reading, mm. writing, everything we do that is more cognitive, what we call cognitive. The right side of the brain is a window to our emotional memory bank. And further down the track, we'll talk more about that as well. But at the moment, it's just knowing that when we are what I call lopsided with the brain, when we're focusing on the right brain, we're in emotional distress. Mm. We're bringing up the past emotional programming and we're not even aware it's the past. We often 
blame the present. We look for something yeah. in the present that's causing it. So this is part of the work I do is help people to start to work with that. Mm. But everyone can do that. So it's getting that balance. Now, when the brain's out of balance, we go to bed and we're either thinking, thinking, thinking and processing or trying to work things out or we're stuck in our emotions and we're feeling bad and we're not coping emotionally. So you cannot sleep. The brain cannot rest when it's in one of those modes. Mm. So we started talking last week about focusing the mind, focusing the brain, changing the programming. So before you go to bed, we need to be able to have that brain balance. Okay. yeah, I know I don't sleep when my thinking brain's revving or I'm emotionally distressed about something. <laughs> I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I, uh, so I was, as I was sick, I was suffering some pretty irregular sleep and I woke up at like 3 a.m. and yep. I then thought, oh, I haven't checked my uni email today. And so I'm like, get out of bed. I'm like reading through my email. Oh, I had some stuff I needed to respond to because I had slept all through the day. And this is, I I, I totally know. And then, and then after that, I'm like, hearts beating. I'm like, I can't get back to sleep now. I'm, I'm well and truly awake. One of the, I find one of the signs, particularly when we're in our emotional side of the brain or, or, you know, calling up those emotions is the heartbeat. We notice the heartbeat's irregular or uh, when we're thinking too much, we've got the racing brain, the racing mind. Mm. So there are some simple skills that you can do to help that. Um, But first of all, what are some of the things? Because we go through the day and what we do and how we deal with the day is going to be relevant to whether we can sleep or not. Mm. So what are, what are some of the things that might upset that brain balance that mm. might cause us to go one way or the other? Mm. Jennifer Heights, Danita, um, here. Hi, Danita. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, I love what you're touching on because um, I so relate to, to what you're saying that, you know, when our thinking brain's not switching off and, emotional side and and um you know in some cases i find that the body just tenses up and you just can't let the whole body relax when the mind's not relaxing um and um and and i find i don't know if this is one of the things that you you, you're going to be touching on when you've just asked that question but i find that if my day's really busy and i'm moving things really fast and i'm overloaded That's that's when it transfers into what's happening with my sleep. Whereas if I either take it at a slower pace or make sure that, um, you know, I have just those two, three hours beforehand Mm -hmm. where I'm winding Mm -hmm. down, where I read a book, where I turn the lights down, dim dim them a little bit, go into into bed and do my Bible reading. I find if I read my Bible, I sleep far better. Um, no, I agree. Are they some of the things that you know? Um, you know, I, I'm really fascinated by what sort of things you you'll be suggesting that will really help. Right. Okay. Well, you've given us a bit of pretty good overview of what can happen during the day if we're focused on negatives, um, if we're upset by things, or we're stressed, and we don't have that wind down time. It's right. a bit like a ritual at night, and I've got my own ritual where I wind down, I might do some stretching and breathing, Mm. deep breathing, because to get the brain back in balance, one of the best things you can do is do some slow, deep breathing and focusing on the heart while you're doing it. Because if the heart rates up, the brain's out of balance, if the heart rate is spiking. So if we correct the heart rate, we correct the brain balance. Um, If you get into bed and you're going, oh, my goodness, I'm not 
not settled, put your hand on your heart and just rub, like give it a bit of a massage. Classic. They found in science that when you do that, the brain's the heart slows down. It actually, and I believe it's like God's way of protecting the heart or soothing the heart. So mm. if we work from heart to brain, we'll get that brain balance back. That's a major player in getting that balance back to be able to sleep at night. That's really interesting mm. um, because I, I would never have thought of massaging the heart. Would you, Lawson? Like I've thought I've put my hand on my heart, but I yes. love that concept that you're saying because, you know, you sort yes. of think of massaging other parts of your body, but – that's such a crucial part. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at it, I mean, the, the, the heart we associate with our emotions, with our, whether we love or not, there's a lot that's connected to the heart and the mind, of course, is connected to that. Mm. Well, usually the uh, the phrase massaging the heart is referring to CPR, but in this case it's, it's, a, it's more just, yeah, warming, warming up that chest. You can't uh, do it on yourself, becoming, though, Alison. That's the only thing. Becoming, you know, becoming warm and, and physically centred. Oh, man, I have to say, like, if you, if you are, like, shivering in a fever, like one of the most comforting yep. things you can do is just curl up. Because yeah, just is. keeping that body warmth in. But I guess it's, yeah, whenever you're coming under stress, and and I know, uh, Jennifer, you've prescribed this a couple of times. It's just yeah, uh, coming under that you? stress, you know, just just centering yourself, hand on heart, yep. just going, okay, mm-hmm. just yeah. breathing it out, standing up, taking those deep breaths, getting that heart rate down. Um, because yes, it's, and it even. Because mm. I love that because we can see then such a connection physiologically be, between – the the stress that our body is undergoing and yep. the way that we think. If our body is mm. under more physical stress, then we can be more irrational in our thinking and whatnot, mm-hmm. whereas it's like taking that time to slow down and then we realise, oh, things aren't actually as bad as I thought. I can get through this. Yes, and when we're when the brain's out of balance, we, we get more stressed. We can't deal with things. We make mistakes. We get vague and forgetful. But when the brain's in balance and we're focused, we're in the present and our performance level goes way up. Mm-hmm. We can get a lot done and then you find you're relaxed at the end of the day because you've had that brain focused during the day. So mm-hmm. that is important. I mean, there's quite a lot of things we can do. Just being in nature helps to balance the brain. Right. Um yeah, you were saying, Danita, about reading the Bible. I find remembering Bible verses and thinking of them at night if you're not sleeping. I use the 23rd Psalm. You go, I find then I'll drop off to sleep and I have a really deep, peaceful sleep because I focus the brain on the ultimate um, love of God, and that is very powerful. Um, exercise can help balance that brain. Keeping it hydrated helps. Feeding nutrients help the brain to have better balance. So, so many things that we can do um, just when we stop thinking of ourselves and put our attention on helping others and caring for others, it helps the brain balance because it helps the heart. So there's lots of things that you can do, but the quickest and easiest, if you notice it, is what we just talked about with that breathing, just that, that gentle a massage or rubbing the heart, even putting things like lavender oil on that area and on the temples of the brain using lavender oil, if you like those fragrances, then that's very powerful as well. Mm. There's lots mm. of things we can do that make a huge difference to our functioning, our sleep cycle and our well-being. Mm. What about warm baths with lavender and well, Epsom salts? <laughs> yeah. 
and you can get magnesium is brilliant. Yes. We need magnesium, another one. Wow. Um, yeah, and also having magnesium baths. Mm. Um, I some Dead Sea salts I'd bought, um, mm. which is a high mineral content, and um, I, I forgot about it, and I was a bit wound up one night and thought, I'll have a bath and found it, and I couldn't believe I was so relaxed just with 20 minutes of that. So it doesn't take a lot. It's the effort you put in which is powerful. So it's having the toolkit there. It's knowing what you need to do, and I get people to write it down. So listeners can go, what works for me, and have a little wind-down list that if you forget, because when you're wound up, you don't think about it, you forget that you can actually do. Mm. That's really helpful, isn't it? And I wonder what, what works for some of our listeners um, as well. Um, you know, what works for you, let us know. Um, write into us and let us know. That would be great. Um, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Speaking of listeners writing in, I got a text message here from Chris, and he right. says, interesting topic. I was deployed to East Timor in 2000, and mm-hmm. I haven't had a good night sleep this oh. century ever since. Uh, hopefully your tips help, Jennifer. Thank you. So do I. Yeah. And uh, if not, let us, give us some feedback. Be nice to know how you go. You've got to persist mm. with it because you've been in that state for a long time. Mm. So, uh, But the breathing is the most powerful, not just at night, but during the day when you're getting wound up. Mm. I've got another text message here from Sky. She writes, hi, Jennifer. Uh, when, As Jennifer's been talking about sleep ideas, oddly, I had a better sleep last night and I realised maybe it was because we went for a swim, me and my family, after, after my kids were at school uh, <laughs> in the continental pool trying to get a swim in once a week even for winter so they went for a swim i guess wow. tired them out maybe shocked the body with some colder water and then they <laughs> then they just crashed afterwards well water therapy is very good water that's why having a warm bath or like having a swim and it winds you down for the day it releases stress it relaxes the body is we cannot underestimate the power of nature which is in water mm Yes, water's so crucial for us, isn't it? Because we're, we're the body's made up of so much water. We and, are. Um, mm, absolutely, and I, I love those ideas that that you have. And sometimes it's a combination, isn't it, Jennifer? Not just one thing that works, no. um, but it's a combination. It's about um, people, you know, everyone discovering for themselves which of those tools works best for themselves. So I like your idea of people writing them down. Um, yes, so that, so that when they write mm-hmm. it down, they see what what is the key thing um, that is that is actually working for them. But we also have yeah. like sometimes I've found that also uh, you know those um, what are they called the dehydrators or something that you have to mm. put the drops into, and I have that in the kitchen. Oh, the infusion, and, yeah. yeah, infusion, yeah, infusion, um, yeah, and and mm-hmm. um, I, I found mm-hmm. that kind of helps sometimes as well. So. Mm-hmm. Smell, you know, the right smell can relax the body and the brain. Mm. Another crucial one is your blood sugar levels. And then when our blood sugar levels are down too low, too high, the brain can't function. It's out of balance. We have to have the right blood sugar balance. And this is where at night your blood sugars can plummet easily. And that means you wake up and the brain's offline. It's not working well. So get up, have a what I call a low GI snack. If you can tolerate peanut butter, some people love it. Just a teaspoon of that's enough or a dry biscuit or something like that that isn't sugar-laden 
will mm. actually it won't be hard on the digestive system because it's only a small amount, but it will boost the blood sugars because often it's too low and you'll go back to sleep. Mm. That sounds really good, especially, you know, for people who've got diabetes and yes, I forget you yes. know, after the meal of what to have something extra. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. When we're stressed during the day and we really, you know, don't, aren't able to look after ourselves and our blood sugars suffer and then we might skip meals or don't eat the right things, you know, too many sugar-laden things. So that is an important part, the nutrients we put in. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.